going to take it. Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. All right, welcome into another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Bob Ryan and the other good-looking uh, fella down there is none other than Gary Tangway. And Gary, pleased to have you on, first of all. And uh, how you doing? Unemployed, but but you look great. Well, thank you. Yeah, everything's going good, Jeff. I just I just feel so naked because I just have my wall in the basement. And Bob Ryan has the Boston Public Library behind him. And you have, like, <laughs> the pottery barn doors behind you. So, uh, no, everything's good. No, nah, man, it's it's all good. It's, it's playing Mr. Mom, and uh, it's been fun. First of all, how, how's your health, Gary? How you doing? You look, you look great. Um, obviously, listen, for me, uh, you'll, you'll always be somebody that I, that I treasure because not only of our friendship, but how much you helped me to get into this uh, business. And, and I don't think a lot of people know that, but you stuck your neck out there for me when nobody knew who the hell I was. Nobody still knows who the hell I am. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But honestly, I mean that sincerely. You've been uh, one of the people, along with Bob, that has been incredibly gracious with your time uh, over the years to somebody that was breaking in the business. So uh, more importantly, how's your health? I'm good. Full remission. The people at Dana-Farber are miracle workers. Uh, You know, uh, not Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, I was very, very fortunate. Um, And I'm good. Just scans are clean and everything's good. So, and, and, uh, I think Bob will agree. Uh, after talking 15 minutes with Jeff Goodman, it was easy to know that the guy had the goods. Yeah, I agree. All right. All right. Yep. Couldn't agree more. All right. Wait, wait, where do we start, Bob, with, with Tangway, grilling Tangway? I want to start with this uh, because I know you guys disagree on this completely. Gary wants to trade for James Harden really wants to the Celtics to get James Harden here. Bob is so anti this, this deal. Uh, you, you wouldn't even believe it. So I'm just going to like open the floor to you two knuckleheads arguing pro and con of James Harden to Boston. Gary, but, the floor is yours. Bob, yeah. If I could start, I'm no match for the hall of famer. And I, I can certainly understand Bob's trepidation. James Harden does not play defense. James Harden pretty much does everything in the game of basketball that Bob Ryan absolutely cannot stand. So I am not surprised at that. But here's my feeling right now is that I think Harden makes the Celtics better than what they are right now. I think with Doc Rivers becoming the coach of the Sixers, I think with Washington getting better, I think with Miami finding their identity, I think the Celtics are right now the fourth or fifth best team. And I don't think that Tatum and Brown are enough right now. And I don't know if they ever will be. I would love to have those two guys here take the Celtics to a championship. But I got to tell you guys, I think the window is closed, as crazy as that sounds. I think the East is so tough. The Kyrie thing and the Gordon Hayward thing didn't work out. And I think that Tatum and Brown aren't enough to compete in the East the way it's constituted right now. And I think Harden gives you a better chance to win. I don't think that James Harden will make them substantially good enough to win a championship. First of all, to get them, you have to give up something. Yeah. What are you planning on giving up to get him? 
and that, that when it's all said and done, that the, 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 the new roster won't make you any closer than where you were. You're going to have to give up a lot. Yeah, you're going to give up Brown. Brown. You're going to give up Brown. Smart. You're not talking about Tatum. We know that. But you're right. talking about Brown and Smart, right? And Brown, at least Brown. And Yes, and we all know that the, uh, the uh, Romeo Lightford would be the deal breaker. Romeo Lightford, Marcus Smart, uh, Jalen Brown. I would do it. I think you need buckets. I think we fall in love with our own players. Uh, I also I, – I, you're right. I mean, does James Harden make them a shoe and win the championship? No, it does not. But I think it makes them, A, more entertaining and, B, more competitive in the East. Entertaining? <laughs> you give me Ajita. It's exactly why I don't want him, ultimately. I don't want to be stuck watching dribble, 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 step back three. Dribble, 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 go to the basket and breathe, and somebody breathes on you and you go to the foul line all night long. And by the way, I figured something out. These assists that mysteriously appear each night, you know, including one year when he led the league, what he's done is surreptitiously bribe every scorekeeper in America to pad the stats at the end of the night because you say, where do those assists come from? I never saw them. And you know what? It's because you didn't. Now, where were we? Conspiracy theory. I love it. I understand both of you guys. I I get it from both of your ends here. Here, Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. If if you could get James Harden for Jalen Brown and not have to give up Marcus Smart, I'm in. I'm in. I, I would do it. I'm not a believer in Jalen Brown like most people. I think Jalen right. Brown is a good fourth option offensively on, on a team that could go deep. I don't think he can be your number two guy. So James Harden and Jason Tatum would be fun to watch. I think they would be better. I'm, I'm not sure either scenario gives them a championship. The scenario that gives them a championship is a healthy Kemba Walker and adding another piece, and you're not there. That's the only way this team has any chance of getting to the NBA Finals is if Kemba Walker is close to 100%. And now you've, you've bolstered your, 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 your bench with Jeff Teague. Um, you've added Tristan Thompson. I like that. I still think they're, they're one more. I'm not sure Aaron Neesmith is ready, guys. I mean, he could shoot the hell out of the ball, but let's see him do it at the, at the NBA level before we anoint him. They still need another guy off the bench that can go get buckets, right? Um, Teague's that ultimately if Kemba's completely healthy um, I listen I'd roll the dice I would do it if it were Jalen Brown and, and and maybe something else whether it's picks or something like that for Harden I roll the dice and see how that worked out yeah I don't think the problem is Jeff I don't know if you can do it without giving up smart but you just touched on something I'd like to get your take and Bob's take on it like Kemba Walker thing to me that's a huge problem. I mean, do either one of you guys think that he's got anything left? Because I'm not so sure he does. And I sit there, and I love the guy. Class act, you know, just a good dude. Yeah. And just the best. But, like, I'm sitting there, I go, does he really fit with the other two? Um, and was he just a very good player on a bad team? And now he doesn't really fit with the Celtics, A, because I don't think there's enough basketballs to go around for the three of them, and B, is he ever going to be healthy again? I think it's a lot more B. All right, let's go all kidding aside about Harden. Um, we can seriously analyze him. Uh, I just had to get that off my chest, okay? Yeah, that's fine. I got uh, it. I, no, I, we uh, know. Uh, it all depends. You guys are – I mean, I was going to say, what about – if everything that we're talking about depends on a healthy walker, how far they can go. There's no question about that. And I don't know. The answer, do we know what we're going to get out of him? No, we do not know. 
I don't, I like him a little more, I think, though, it seems to me than you do in terms of how good he really was here when he was playing well. No, I think he, I think, I don't think there's an, a, a fit problem because that would imply that there's an attitude problem uh, to me with any of the others, whether they Tatum or Brown. I don't think so. I think Irving was a problem for them, but I don't think Walker is. I think they embrace having Walker around in, in every which way. So I don't think there was a tech, a fit problem with Walker. I think it's a fitness problem. I think, you know, I think it's, is he healthy or not? And if he's not, then there's a limit to what they can accomplish. There's one other thing. We don't know what we're going to get. Maybe we'll get lucky with those two rooks. And don't forget Pritchard. You know, that could have been a sneaky great pick at the bottom of that draft. It's a backup uh, point guard. He's fine as, as a backup point guard. He's different than Wanamaker. But ultimately, listen, Peyton Pritchard, Aaron Neesmith, you can't count on them for much, as we saw last year for Romeo Lankford, right? No, I mean, I, Lankford, I know. But, Lankford, but uh, Jeff, Lankford, is he healthy yet? I mean, he's a, he's a walking hospital ward. Yeah, he can't I, shoot anyway. We have nothing to base anything on. I mean, right. other, even in Indiana. I mean, it's amazing. When's the last time he played? High school. I mean, seriously, I'm, I understand what – I want to see it. That's all. Yeah. I'm not – I'm anxious to see it. I want to see what he can provide. You know, okay. But I'm, I'm maybe I'm a little more blindly optimistic that Neesmith's – I like Kemba. Listen, I think Kemba, Gary, when we watched Kemba the first half of last year, he was damn good. Remember, he was making threes. He had some games where he was terrific. I just don't think he was healthy. And and to me, if he's 100%, Kemba is your second best player in this team. He's better than Jalen Brown. He's not the defender, but he's a much better offensive player than Jalen Brown. It's not even close. Well, here's the conundrum. I mean, what's the stat that we heard last year? The Celtics were something. I'm going to, I'm, for the sake of a, uh, the example, it was like 22 and one or something like that when Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum scored 20 points or more, right? Sure. And then, so I kind of felt that Kemba, and I like Brown a little bit better than you do. I mean, not as much as others. Like, like if you, I, I'm, I don't think he's, I don't think he's like a true all star. I think Jalen Brown's a very good player. Yeah. I think he's a little bit better than a fourth option. I get what you're saying. But, you know, does Kemba prevent Brown from becoming the player? or reaching his max potential. That's what I wonder. You know, everybody talks about the big three. And, you know, they're all kind of the same guy. In some way, I mean, they all look to score. They all like to shoot from the perimeter. Um, but is I just Brad's want – I don't know, Bob. Isn't that Brad's fault, And they never really have, right? I mean, was Kemba, was Kemba actually healthy when Brown was healthy and vice versa? Right. I, I think the bottom line there is they all look to shoot from the perimeter because Brad Stevens allows that. It yeah. encourages that. That's not Jalen Brown's game. That's never been Jalen Brown's game. It's, it's his game here. Even Kemba, like he's not a great shooter. We know that. Tatum is the one great shooter of the three. The team is best in transition. When Kemba's healthy and pushing the ball and Jalen Brown is out running, and Tatum can play any which way. Like, I don't care. Play slow, play fast, play at the YMCA, play whoever. Jason Tatum is going to be one of the five best players on the planet in a year or two. He is. I hope so. I hope he so. is. There's no doubt in my mind. He could score in every which way. He showed his passing ability. He was tougher. He rebounded a higher level. Again, Bob knows this. I can go on ad nauseum about Jason Tatum. Um, I'm probably not the most objective human being about him, but I, I really do believe he's fine as your number one guy. You don't have a number two right now. You don't have a number two. Like Kemba's yeah. not a number two until he shows he's <clears throat> back. And I think – Maybe neither one are. Maybe Kemba and Jalen Brown are like, you know, 2A and 2B or 3A and 3B, whatever you want to call it. But unless Kemba is healthy, it doesn't matter. This team is going nowhere. 
Well, nowhere. You know that they're not nowhere. Nowhere in the playoffs. Nowhere deep. Like right. maybe they can win a first round matchup, and that's it. Now, Kemba, hopefully before the playoffs, he's back closer to 100%. They're doing the right thing because ultimately, if you finish third in the East or seventh in the East, it's not going to matter if you don't have a healthy Kemba. You have no chance of, of winning the East. So I, I, get him healthy. I am not as giddy about some of these other teams as, as either of you, I don't think. The, the team, the, the potential not won't say colossal. The potential monster is Brooklyn. If you know, okay, it's, if if I mean, and the the, the Dixville Notch returns on opening night, <laughs> where, where that that Durant is going to be fine, and 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 uh, Kyrie went seven for nine from the floor in this game. By the way, start off as a little, uh, you know, I mean, they, they if they're going to play of their potential, they're going to be really good. They've got a a, a decent enough auxiliary cast, I think. If if they're if all those other guys' heads are in the right place and they worship at the shrine of the two big stars, you know. Now, if they if they go and make the move for Harden, which means they disrupt the alternative, that that's a whole. Now we have another discussion, which we'll gladly right. have. You know. Right. Yeah. They shouldn't make the move for hard. Well, what they got, they, they right should now, not. Um, you know, they they are going to be tough. There's no doubt because uh, I just is not. But everybody well, else, no, but nobody everybody else, better better. Billy's better on paper. Look, they address their shooting needs to it. We think, you know, but Simmons is still going to be Simmons, right? And is not going to ma- ma- magically transform Simmons into something that he doesn't want to be. I don't know. Uh, I, I like. A uh, I think. I, Miami is Miami. They're good, but they're not. I'm not afraid of them, Jeff and, and Gary. I'm not afraid of Toronto. I, I respect them both, believe me. But I'm not afraid of them. I don't think there's a colossus. I think the one potential one I won't. I don't want to use that too, is Brooklyn. But I think everybody else, you can. You're they're as good as on paper. They weren't blown away by Miami, and they and they didn't have. You know what they haven't had, Jeff. We talked about it endlessly. They didn't have a, anything off the bench, and they had that problem in the middle. Maybe they've addressed that problem in the middle to a degree with Thompson. Maybe not. We'll see. But I, I and one other thing, I just have to get this. I'm, I'm mounting the soapbox now. Uh, I, I guess I'm hopelessly in love in a, in a bromance athletic sense with Marcus Smart. I think you totally underrate the fact that they have something nobody else has. There is no facsimile in the National Basketball Association for Marcus Smart. Don't bring up any other name of hustling mid-sized guy. There is nobody like him that combines the, the this, the this, and the this. Nobody like him that plays the game the way he does. And they've got him, and nobody else does. And I, I don't underestimate that. I think Marcus Smart I've done a 180 on him because his first two years, he drove me crazy with bad shots. Yeah. I agree everything he said on Marcus, but I don't know if he's enough now, Bob. That's the thing. You still need stars and buckets. And I don't know if Tatum and Brown are enough. And if you have to give up smart to get something, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Here's my thing is when you talk about the Celtics and where they are on paper. Yes. I did not like what I saw in the bubble. Now I think we have to take a look at the COVID situation. We got to kind of throw it out the window. <laughs> You know, I thought Bomber was an idiot from the Clippers for getting rid of Doc. I mean, last year, as far as trying to keep a team's head on straight, I mean, good luck with that, right? But I do wonder if the Celtics are starting to tune out Brad. It's, what, eight years, guys? Bob, you know. I think Larry said to you, after three years, we stopped listening. And I love Brad Stevens. And I think that coaches love Brad Stevens. I don't know if players love Brad Stevens. 
Well, that's I, what I I'm worried. I love them. I just don't know if, if again, they have that respect for him in a sense of, of that he can really motivate them and he can right. really, like push the right buttons. I think he knows one button to push. And I'm not sure again, sometimes you got to jump guys. Sometimes you get to get up, up in them and, and that's never going to be Brad Stevens. That's, and, and, and to me, it's not just Brad. I've said this to Bob. There's nobody else in the staff that, that can do yeah. that. Like go, go get a veteran guy that everybody respects that can really jump these guys or get on them and, and be the bad guy. Cause that's not Jay Larenega. That's not Jerome Allen. Um, none of these guys. So I, I, it's not I, Evan Turner. What's that? Not Evan Turner, right? Yeah, I mean, Evan's going to be a player turned coach now. Like he's, yeah. no, that's not going to be his role. I mean, I love Evan Turner. I think he's going to be a really good coach someday. But um, yeah, I, I, I think you're right to some extent. The only thing I'll say is um, getting rid of Hayward probably solves a, a few issues dynamic, oh, you know, that, that he caused not to his, you know, to his own, you know, doing like wasn't his fault, but, but Gordon, obviously Brad was trying to play him two years ago and, and get him minutes and get him back. And I think a lot of players resented that. There's no question that that did not work out the way anyone dreamed. No, it, 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 everything about the whole Haywood thing, starting with the first five minutes of it, just seemed like it was scripted to go wrong yeah. in Boston. And so, you know, you're, you're right. It didn't, and yet, and yet, we saw glimpses, you know, that teased us so badly. Oh, I know. The second half of last year, leading up to Rudy Gobert night, you know, March 11, when the world changed forever for us, uh, uh, that um, it did work at nights. And he did facilitate the, the you know, move that ball. He was the... the, the too the, bad. It's too bad we never we got... saw it work at times. And he, and he dropped in a 30-point game here and there. And you saw it. He said, ah, this is it. But obviously, the, the continuity that was never there, obviously. So. I mean, imagine having all four of those, those guys healthy at the same time. Yeah, well, that's what we Last year. Right, imagine, again, I, I think Brad got a lot of heat because they underachieved per what people thought they were going to do in the bubble, but they actually overachieved per what people thought they were going to do in the preseason last year. And then you just didn't have a healthy Gordon or Kemba. Like, yeah. yeah, it was hard. Was, I mean, last season was just, to me, too – too tough to navigate. The one thing I do want to, I want to, I feel Danny Ainge and Jeff, you might be plugged in on this. I don't know if Bob has any more moles at the garden, but I feel Danny Ainge has got a bad rap on not making a Gordon Hayward deal to the Pacers. I mean, I kept hearing all my buddies on sports radio, you know, and I, <laughs> we know who we're talking about. I love me some Felgy and Mads. They entertain the hell out of me. But when they start jumping all over Ainge for this, I mean, guys, help me out. Are you telling me that if Danny Ainge could have traded Gordon Haywood in some sort of deal for Miles Turner, he wouldn't have done it? Of course, of course he would have done it. I just don't think it was there. And I think the player wanted to go to Charlotte for, the, for more money. I just think Ainge is getting a bad rap on this. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that 100%. And, uh, I, I, I can't wait till we ask Gordon Hayward in about uh, two months how he likes playing with, with LaMelo Ball. I can't wait. <laughs> Good luck. Have fun. <laughs> Well, now, LaMelo does pass it. Listen, right now, everybody loves LaMelo because his his passing ability, his court vision is ridiculous. As good as Lonzo's, if not better. But just wait till he starts jacking the threes, not guarding anybody. You know, daddy's already yelling now about uh, the Pistons waving LiAngelo. 
saying that he gave him a free lottery pick. Like I've seen Leangelo enough guys, like he can barely play overseas. Barely. (laughs) Come on. What are we doing here? NFL football continues on this week, which has a few surprise teams at the top of the standings. You might not be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at bet online. No matter how schedules change or players that play bet online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. There are always more options to wager than anywhere else on Bet Online. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let, let's move on. Can we move, move on to our favorite, uh, our favorite player, Bob? And that is Kyrie, who cannot stay out of the headlines. He can't do it. He tries. He says he's going to boycott the media. Uh, I applaud him for that because we don't have to listen to his garbage. Um, trying to he backtrack, he's backtracked already. Yeah, I mean, the best thing for me always is when 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 I record the Kyrie, uh, you know, diatribes. You listen back, and this goes back to me interviewing him at Duke. Even yeah. you listen back for twenty minutes, and you'd be like, I have no idea what he's saying. Like ever, I have no idea what this dude is trying to say. And some days he's great, and other days he's, he, he's, he's moody as hell. And that was the big knock from a lot of the teammates, former teammates that I talked to with Kyrie, was they never knew which Kyrie they were going to get. So they're walking on eggshells. Some days he's awesome, best teammate ever. Other days they come in the locker room, and, and he, he would be like a bear to deal with. But anyway, he, he does this media boycott where he says last week that he's, he's just going to, I think, talk through social media – um, supposedly, you know, saying, I do not talk to pawns. Everybody thought that meant the media. Then he comes out uh, yesterday on Monday. No, no, I didn't mean the media. I didn't. And, and I'm going to talk because I was fined 25 grand. I don't want to keep losing 25 grand. So, yeah, I'm going to talk to the media now. That's, Kyrie, no, Kyrie. Yeah, no, that's what it is. And uh, yeah, of course, he was talking about the media, you know, and he, so we're not that dumb that, you know, that we couldn't figure that one out. Um, you know, my repetitive, uh, three things about Kyrie Irving, right? One is not as smart as he thinks he is, oh, no. and 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 two is that uh, he's searching. And actually, I'll stick with it. He's searching for something and doesn't know what it is, because uh, to this day he never told us specifically the world why he left Cleveland. We know what we think we know. We figured it out, and that you know uh, he, he wanted his own show. He didn't want to somehow. He didn't want to be beholden to the king. But uh, and you know, and he's got one to hold over the king. He made the biggest shot of the decade. Yeah, he did. We'll give him credit for that. And I, and I'll never not give him credit for that. Uh, that that shot won a championship, and 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 he did it. And 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 all right, fine. But you know, then of course he insults uh, LeBron and and the famous podcast, uh, which he says he didn't, but he did. And. Uh, you know, about the plan, finally going to play with somebody else to make a big shot or whatever it was, the exact phraseology. Anyway, he, he said, fascinating study, uh, a psychological study. Uh, and now, I'll, let me just say it. Boy, is he good. He gets to the basket of his size as well as anyone has ever. And he is really talented beyond, you know, argument. But is it worth putting up with him? I don't know. Well, we're going to find out. It's going to be a very interesting year in Brooklyn. It's a damn shame. You know, it's, I'm with Bob. He is such a great player. I mean, he is so beautiful to watch. And I'm at the point where I don't care what he says. I don't care what he does. Uh, I mean, he's, I think Bob said it right. He's searching for something. And, and 
I, I don't really care. I just want him to play ball. You know, I just want to see good basketball. I mean, that's at the point now, you know, where we can't leave our house as much. We just want to see good, like, you know, I know it's at the basketball, like the Patriots. I just want to see good football games. I don't want to see Cam Newton. I'll watch Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I will watch Kyrie Irving and the Nets because they're awesome to play. He's just so great to watch when he wants to play. So just play ball, man, because it's a damn shame. Because before he knows it, it's going to be gone. And he's not going to be remembered for what he did on the floor, what he could do on oh, the floor. No, he's going to no, be no. remembered for this show. He's created a, a persona, an aura, a, an image, a, a cartoon figure. For, uh, yes. He yes. made himself into the NBA's leading cartoon figure, uh, which over, unfortunately overshadows the fact that he really can play. And he can play. There's no He can play. The word, the word I use with Kyrie is condescending. That's what he is. That's what he is to the media. And yeah. it took the media a little while to figure that out. I had told a lot of the local guys when he first got here, I said, hey, just – and he fooled them early for the first half of, of that first season in Boston. He kind of fooled them. They're like, oh, he's great to deal with. I said, just, just wait. Just wait. Like, it's coming at some point when things don't go well. And, and that's what I'm afraid of with Kevin Durant. It's like, it's great right now. It's the honeymoon period, right? You love somebody that you, you haven't necessarily worked with, right? They're great to deal with uh, once in a while. You play the USA team here and there, whatever. Now you're dealing with them every single day. And, uh, I mean, Kyrie even backtracked. Remember, right, didn't he say we don't even have a coach in yeah, regards he's, to Steve Nash? He's, yeah, he's, he's a basically – he kind of apologized for that one yesterday to, you know, he explained what he was talking about, which at the time I saw what he was talking about. And I said, you know, you're full, you know what, but okay. But, but now he's, now that he's actually in the company of Steve Nash and uh, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's backing away from that one already. But that's the other thing. He just, he just keeps talking and talking and talking. And as you, as you are outlined for us in the beginning, you know, 20 minutes later, what do we have here? You know, he doesn't, he just isn't as smart as he thinks he is. And, 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 and you just know, play, you hate maybe. to say it because, again, it comes across wrong, but like just play ball. Just play ball at this point. Win at the highest level. Um, do what you have to do. Less is better when, when you talk after a game. Talk about the game. Talk about how much you don't take shots at your teammates. Number one, don't take yeah. shots at your teammates, right? You've done that in several places now. You did it in Boston that kind of ruined the chemistry and pissed off Jalen Brown and some of those other young guys. Don't do that in, in Brooklyn where you've got some re- – like Karis LeVert is like the best kid in the world, like such a good kid, and, uh, and he's coming into his own. How is he going to be watching the Kyrie and KD show? No, because he's the one, if they do make the play for Harden, he's the name that's front and center, he and Dinwiddie both. But uh, who, would you, who, who is more value, Karis LeVert or Jalen Brown? I, I had, I'd like to see more of Levert. I, 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 you know, I do read the New York papers every day. I'm, you know, uh, took me to post and, and um, I'm aware of, of how good he, no, I'm not, I'm not fully aware of how good he is and can be, but you know, I, I have to acknowledge he could be better than, than Brown. Better um, offensibly. He's yeah. better <laughs> offensively than Jalen. Yeah, I mean, consistency, consistency is Jalen's thing. Yeah. Yep. If playoffs, we see spurts, but we don't see it every night. Yeah, I, I think the thing, if you're Houston right now, you know it's just a matter of time before you've got to deal Harden, right? So you got to get the best young player and picks that you can. And now you're locked into John Wall. I, I want to know where it came from, guys. Like, 
I remember reading a couple of weeks ago that James Harden wanted to play with John Wall. Yeah, so he signed up on this. Who who said that? And how how did that change? Can't say. I don't know. Do not know. Somebody wrote it, right? Somebody well, wrote maybe, that. I, maybe, I'm not imagining no. that I read that, am I? Well, no. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's not Harden's decision. You know, maybe Houston said, "Look, I don't want both of you guys." You know, I mean, and they need to start putting better pieces around Wall. It's probably the team's decision because I don't know if I'm. From the run of the Rockets, I don't know if I want both of those guys. You know, I'd rather try to trade hard and get some other players. No, I mean, today you got a, a, another not fully contented player with P.J. Tucker. And he's got a contract issue, apparently. And I love P.J. Tucker. Like, I'm well, we, like, we love his game. I'm the Celtics, and P.J. Tucker's in the block, and I got Marcus Smart and P.J. Tucker. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win every fight, number one. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm never losing a fight with those two. So, I'm – and PJ Tucker, trust me, you don't need Brad Stevens to be the bad guy. He'll 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 hold everybody accountable. Which well, is, they need that, right? They can't. Where's Harden going to go? What do you guys think? I mean, Jeff, what are you hearing? Of what? On Harden, where do you think he ends up? I mean, listen, I don't think Philly's going to part with Simmons or, right. or Embiid. I think he should go to Milwaukee. Like to me, I would throw whatever you've got at him in terms of young assets. They don't have a ton. That's the problem. But Giannis and Harden fit together better than any of these other teams. Like Harden and Tatum don't fit together great. They don't. They both need the ball. They both need to score. Like Giannis and Harden, I think, would fit together the best. And you know what? Like if it works, maybe maybe that allows you to keep Giannis. Or it's going to blow up in your face. One, one or the other, you're going to know. Like either Giannis is going to love it or absolutely hate playing with James Harden, which – wouldn't shock me because, again, I don't know how anybody can love playing with James Harden. I, I don't. You know how I feel. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> You're right. I, 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 and, also, and seriously, I put myself in that position. I, I don't know how he's – he's not fun to play with. But somehow – all right, all kidding aside, he does wind up with all these assists every night. And I, you, you say to yourself, where did that come from? I don't remember. You don't remember any of them, which is, I guess, a tribute to whatever it is that he is. There's nobody quite like him. Because they double them, they triple them, and somebody's wide open and, and yeah. finds nine of those or seven of those a night that, that he gives it up. The other 40, he's not giving it up. He's no, got- one thing no one talks about, uh, I'm shifting the, the narrative on him a little bit just because he is such a fascinating singular figure. He is a fascinating singular figure in the history of this league, which, by the way, is celebrating its 75th anniversary this year. And I don't hear much talk about that in terms of, you know, so, uh, you know milestones uh, uh, kind of thing. We've, we made a big to-do out of 50. But uh, anyway, this guy, he's lived the league in scoring three straight times. What I'm getting is this. Anybody who's had the typical the kind of career arc, he started out as a sub. He started out as an right. expendable person. They had a choice – and, and, and they traded him and kept Serge Ibaka. Now, yeah. they, 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 now nothing against Serge Ibaka, who's, you know, but, I mean, he's not going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, let's be honest. So the point is, this arc of his, where how he's moved himself to where he is from where he started out in this league, I think, though, he was a fifth, round, fifth pick in the draft. Is that right, Jeff? Something like that. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but still, he was a sub on a good team, granted. The, what he's done, it, it is, it, it may be a, a unique arc. I don't know how many other players have wound up being anything remotely approaching a three-time scoring champion and having the reputation that he does that started out the way he started out that didn't come in, you know, right off the top as a star. So, I mean, it's an amazing thing what he's done. Hey, be, before we let you go, Gary, is this the end of the Patriots 
are, are we going to see more of this, like the, the, the eight and eight, seven and nine? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it? I think that, yeah, I think it, I mean, look, Bill Belichick and this actually Bob's could chime in on this. Cause I've been thinking, I've had some time to think fellas, um, <laughs> uh, you know, Bill Belichick is the coach. You have to say he's the greatest coach in all of sports. You, you, you sit there, you think of our back, though it pains me, you say Phil Jackson. I mean, I don't know, you go Casey Stengel, Scotty Bowman, you know, but Belichick is that guy, right? I mean, you could, I mean, what he's done as a coach is amazing. But what people forget is when he got here in 2000, he had a foundation that was already laid of McGinnis and Bruschi and Tyler and Loy Malloy, and that got him going. When they won in 01, they were able to build on that. And then he was able to get veterans to come here and less money to win. And then he just – and then, of course, he got lucky with Brady. I mean, everybody knows it. The GM got lucky with Brady. Bill, the GM, was lucky with Tom. Bill, the coach, was smart. Everybody knows that. I'm not the first one to say it. I don't think Belichick has it to rebuild this organization. And I, I just – I don't think – plus, I don't think he's going to coach till he's like 73, 74. So I think the Crafts have to figure out, you know, who's next. Bill's awesome. He's great, but Robert and Jonathan have to be, you know, who, on that piece of paper. Is it John Robinson from Tennessee? Are we going to bring in Vrabel? Uh, I don't think Josh is the guy, but they have to think about who's going to be the next guy. I think, and I don't, and I, and I'm not being a jerk. I just think that's life. No, you're right. You're listen. That's been Belichick's mo over the years, right? Like to no make him to to not be in this situation. He's been able to do that through all these years. It's the same thing if you're crap. Like you don't want to be sitting there at the altar, like with nobody, you, you better right. have somebody, a plan. I think Vrabel's the guy for me, but I don't. Well, I do too. I love him, but I think he needs, you know, I, I think you need, you got to bring in the front office too. You know, you, this, I think you need a pretty good team of front office guys. I don't think you can do the almighty, just one dude runs everything now. And I think that's tough to do. I have one quick question though, from my movie friend, Bob Ryan. Um, Bob, have you watched Queens Gambit on Netflix? I have not. I'm sorry. Okay. My wife has. She loves your, your assignment, Mr. Ryan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sit down with your lovely wife and binge it. Uh, get your favorite beverage. It is awesome. Okay. All right. All right. No, there's so much out there. My God. You know, Harry's so- seeing it all by now. Are you kidding? He said, no, 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 you, no, no. Oh my God. Are you kidding? Sure. But I know I- everybody's name at the supermarket. I know everybody's name at the bank. I've seen everything on Netflix and HBO. <laughs> Yep. Well, we watched Mank last night. What did you watch? Mank. Mank. Oh, how's that? How's that? It's fascinating. The writing is superb. And, of course, it's about a writer who, right. uh, Herman Mank. Gary Oldham, yeah. At the point, oh, Gary Oldham, there's a, if that's not a nomination, then, you know, uh, that's a nomination right there to me, what he did. But the writing is, is fantastic. The script writing, the, 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 the one-liners that he has delivered that he is given to deliver and he delivers them. Let me tell you, uh, he's worth, it's all, it's all, he's totally worth the price of admission, you know, all by himself in this movie. I just read the accompanying story in the New York times today, uh, picking apart the, the actual historical accuracy of the, because, you know, you would, you're led to believe this is a, a documentary kind of film. It's, it's a classic mixture of fact and fiction about right. the writing, the, the, the writing credits of Citizen Kane. And right. and did, and that's been a subject of dispute since 1941 when the movie came out as to who gets the credit, Orson Welles or Mackowitz, and to what degree. This is the whole story. But wow, is Oldham fantastic? I highly recommend it. Anybody who loves language and loves 
uh, uh, over the uh, wonderful acting than Gary Oldman. Old, it's, it's he's fantastic. Well, I'm watching it today. That's my next one because I, I read that too. I got to see that. Listen, thanks for joining us, Gary. Glad you're well. Uh, yep. Good luck in your future endeavors. Get a job soon, but not too <laughs> soon. Not too way. soon. Uh, I love both you guys, Bob. It's you're awesome, and Jeff, you're the best. Thank you. Likewise. Take care, and uh, we'll talk soon.